Hi, my name is Mark Riggins, and I'm the senior pastor here at LifePoint Church. Thank you for joining us today. If you'd like a little more information about our church, check out lpchurch.us. I hope today's message is an encouragement to you. Good morning, LifePoint family. I am so happy to have you join us. Like we said, we're in week three of Outside the Walls. This time of year is very near and dear to my heart. There's been a lot of time and energy put into creating something that the LifePoint family can grab hold of to go and share with Collin County. Our goal is to endear LifePoint to the people of Collin County. We want to be a church known for going out and loving and serving those that are in need. And I am going to talk to you a little bit more about that in just a little bit. But first, I have a question for you this morning, a question you've probably heard many, many times. I want you to think back to when you were a kid. What did you want to be when you grew up? Maybe a doctor, a firefighter, a teacher, a professional athlete. I wanted to be a professional singer, but it turns out I can't really sing. So, you know, you might have had these ideas. Uh, I was a college counselor for a few years, and so I dealt with high school students making plans, and many of them would come in, and they would be like, okay, I know what I want to do, I know where I want to go to study, and they had it all planned out. And then some kids would come in, and they were terrified, right? Like the pressure of deciding, what am I going to be? What am I going to do with the rest of my life? And some were even kind of embarrassed because they just didn't know yet. And honestly, like when I think back, as a child, I don't really remember having like a this is what I'm going to be when I grow up moment. Like I just, I can't come up with that. But I do remember being a freshman in college, sitting with my advisor and my plan, I was going to be a psychologist. And he told me, well, that's great, um, but you're going to need to get a master's degree. And honestly, you probably need to really to get a doctorate degree to take out, take on that career. And I remember at 18 sitting there thinking, you want me to stay in school for how long? I was like, no way. I was like, so I'm going to go uh, be an education major. And I did. Fast forward to today, I actually now have two master's degrees, and I'm still not a licensed psychologist. So, you know, you just never know where your dreams and your plans are going to take you, right? And maybe that job that you had in your mind had to change a little as you grew up, right? As reality sat in. Maybe the program was too hard or too expensive. Maybe there was just some kind of unexpected turn in your life, and it's just not quite what you had planned when you were eight. But I do think that no matter what that plan was and what it's become, we all have this goal of being a success. You know, oftentimes we hear people talk about, we're going to climb the ladder of success. We're going to get to the top. We're going to fulfill our dreams, you know, and Maybe we're on different ladders, right? We've got kind of different sized rungs, different points along the way. But really, at the end of the day, we're headed towards the same destination. We want to be at the top. Whatever we've decided that goal and that destination is, you know, it's part of the American DNA, right? Better job, better car, better house, better, 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 the best. And I think we believe if we climb fast enough for long enough, we're going to reach the top, we're going to arrive. We're going to experience prosperity, power, popularity. And right now in our society, I think we can kind of see and hear this word that encapsulates this. And we like to use the term blessed. 
around 2018 or so, there was this phenomenon, right? It was like, we're all going to be hashtag blessed, you know? I got my trip to Cancun. I am hashtag blessed. You're like, okay, well, calm down. All right. <sighs> Maybe I'm jealous. Sorry. Confession time. No. Really, I think while that word originally had some religious connotations, we could probably agree that in today's vernacular, we're not really talking about God blessing us. We're just referring to things that represent good fortune. Maybe even it's a little overused. I personally don't like to use that word. It feels too cliche. But if I'm honest, you know, maybe I'm at a dinner or somewhere meeting new people, and you know how the conversation goes, right? What do you do? Where do you live? Maybe what do you drive? And then I want to answer in a way that doesn't sound conceited, right? But I want you to know that I'm doing okay. I'm climbing my ladder, maybe I'm almost to the top, but I'm very careful at the end of it to offer this humble brag, well, you know, I'm just so blessed, right? Like that makes it okay. But I do want to be clear that I'm on my way to the top. But there's a problem. You know, we have this idea, the ladder of success, getting to the top. The promise is when I get to the top, I'm going to have satisfaction. I'm going to be happy with all that's going on in my life. I mean, there are video after video after video on YouTube you can search of athletes, actors, singers, people that we would kind of look at and say, oh, they've reached the success, the pinnacle in their career. They've got prosperity and power and popularity. If you go watch that, you know what they say about reaching the top, about arriving at their destination of success? You hear them use words like, I feel isolated, depressed, unhappy, unsatisfied. The people in our society that would say, hey, look at that, they made it to the top and they're up there saying, it's not that great. So one problem, I think, with the pursuit of this success is that when I'm climbing a ladder, my focus can only be on the rung that's right next in front of me. I can't look around and pay attention to my family that might need my attention. I'm not noticing my friends, my church family, those in the community in need. I'm too worried about my own success. And really my fear at the end of the day isn't that you reach the top of your ladder, that you reach that success. It's actually that you spend years decades of your life trying to climb to the top and you discover that when you get there, it isn't enough and you're not satisfied. You know, something I think that we know, maybe in our heart of hearts, maybe we don't really want to acknowledge it, is that sitting here today, we're already blessed. Historically speaking, when we look at our lives, we're blessed. Globally speaking, when we look at our lives, we're blessed. In fact, research from 2022 tells us that half of the world's population, about 3.9 billion people, are living on less than $7 a day, less than $3,000 a year. And you're like, well, maybe, I don't know if I want to compare, but I'm just telling you that in the eyes of literally billions of people, we're blessed. But yet, 
we're not satisfied. And so today I want to look at a couple of verses and kind of try and figure out maybe why is this the case. So we're going to look at a short conversation between God and a man named Abram. This is in the Old Testament. And I think what we're going to discover today is that there is a path to real satisfaction. This insight is going to determine whether our lives are going to count for more than just taking up space, or are we going to impact our family, our friends, our church, our community, our world. And now, if you grew up in Sunday school in the 80s like I did, you might have heard of this guy, Abram. He later becomes Father Abraham. You might have sang his song, right arm, left arm, right foot, left foot. I don't know theology, how that really tracks, but hey, it was a catchy tune, right? But this encounter with God doesn't just change Abram's name. It changes the entire trajectory of his life. In fact, this idea of Father Abraham, we have three world religions that consider him the father of their faith, the Jews, the Christians, and the Muslims. Abram means exalted father. So this is a man who had a big life of success. But I want to go back just a little bit. So we're in Genesis 12. God is coming to talk to Abraham. This is after the Garden of Eden. This is after the flood. And I think God is kind of trying a new way to reconcile his creation with him because that's who God is. He's a heavenly father who wants to be in relationship with us, his children. And so God is going to use Abram to form a new lineage, a new line that's going to bring the Messiah. So in Genesis chapter 12, we see that the Lord had said to Abram, go from your country, your people, and your father's household to the land I will show you. Just a small request. Hey, Abram, I want you to leave everything and everyone you know. Go somewhere you've never been. I want you to give up your security, your identity. I want you to completely change your plans for your life. And do you notice, he doesn't even tell Abram where he's going. He's like, yeah, I'll show you, you know, when it's time. Two weeks ago, Mark announced that our two congregations here at LifePoint, our Plano campus, our Rock Hill campus, we're going to combine by Easter at Rock Hill. That's not our final destination. Selfishly, I would like to know, well, what is the final destination? And God is saying, I'm going to show you. That's very disconcerting to me. I mean, personally, I've moved my family here for this. Many of our staff have. Our jobs are on the line in this. But here we're looking at Abram. He's being asked of something so much more. He's like, hey, I'm going to want you to leave the country everyone you've ever known, and never see him again. This next thing that God says to Abram, kind of I think of the cause and effect, right? Here's what I'm asking you to do, and here is going to be the result or the reward. God tells Abram, I will make you into a great nation. Prosperity. I will bless you. Power. I will make your name Great popularity. God's promising Abram these things that we're all longing for. In fact, history is written 
based on people trying to pursue these three things, is it not? But it's what that comes next that's actually the point of today. And what God says can actually completely change how you and I view success, how we think about success, how we pursue success, and how we find satisfaction. Because while we might think, you know, I'm just trying to live a life that's blessed, that's all there is, God doesn't. We think that being at the top of the ladder or even maybe just a rung higher than the person next to us is success. God doesn't. You know, we would put a period here, but God puts a comma. And I know some of you in the editors in the room thought I made a mistake. You've been sitting there stressed out, and I know because I was an elementary teacher, and that would have been making me crazy because the punctuation is incorrect. But actually, it's this comma where God takes Abram's focus off of being blessed and places it on something far better. I think that we forget. Maybe we just never even knew that there's something better than being blessed. And I believe, actually I know personally from my experience, that what we read next is going to have an impact on your life, and it can change the world. It can certainly change the satisfaction you experience. So take a look. Make you into a great nation. I will bless you. I will make your name great. And you will be a blessing. A blessing. To be a blessing that's so much better. It's more satisfying. It is more important than just being blessed. I mean, we, we've kind of acknowledged we already are blessed. But I feel like even though we kind of know that, maybe even accept that, I don't think now miraculously you're like, okay, great, well, I feel satisfied, thanks. Right? That's not how it works. And we don't feel satisfied because you were not created to just be blessed. You were made to be a blessing. Being a blessing means that your kids respect you. Your grandkids, they want to spend time with you. Your friends, your family, they want to be around you. This is what determines your legacy. Being a blessing is the difference between living a life filled with things or living a fulfilled life. Because at the end of their life, your life, if you have regrets, it's not because you're going to be wishing I had just been more blessed. You're going to wish you had been more of a blessing, that you spent those Saturdays with your family other than at work, that you had prioritized playtime over meeting times, that you chose dinner with loved ones over dinner with a client. And I recognize, right, our jobs, they require our time. We don't always get to choose when we do things, but it's when we do have a choice that we choose the people that need us to choose them. Unfortunately, you know, I just think too many of us put a period where God put a comma. We settle for being blessed and we miss out on the reward of being a blessing. Being a blessing is what makes the world a better place. 
place, your investment in the lives of others. It's true, regardless of our faith. In fact, you can think in your mind of people that you would say, they're a blessing, and you respect them. You admire their behavior. And when you're a blessing for others, they admire you. They're respecting you. And now, if you're here today as a Jesus follower, our stakes are higher. So we're not just to be a blessing by giving away our time and our money. We're to bless others by sharing the gospel. We're to go and make disciples. Life Point is here because we want to share Jesus and we want to build believers. We believe that we have an obligation to share Jesus with the next generation, that their future depends on us choosing to be a blessing over our desire to just be blessed. So if we're going to make that difference, it's going to require of us to choose over and over and over to put a comma where the rest of the world puts a period. Because we don't want to settle for being blessed. We want to be a blessing. I don't want you to settle for climbing to the top of the ladder because thousands of people have already told us it doesn't satisfy and that is the case, and we know why it's the case. We know it's true because being blessed was never meant to be the goal. That was never supposed to be at the top of our ladder. The goal, the prize, the destination that your creator has for you is to be a blessing. When you settle for being blessed, you're going to miss out on the best parts of life. You're going to sacrifice provision for pursuits. You're going to sacrifice relationships for assets. You're going to sacrifice generosity for success. You're going to sacrifice the ends for the means. And that is not the life that your creator, your heavenly father has for you. He doesn't want you to settle for something as basic as being blessed. In fact, God doesn't want something from you at all. He wants something for you. He wants you to be a blessing. He's challenging us to aim higher. And no matter how blessed I feel, the goal is to be a blessing. Aren't you glad that Abraham didn't just settle for blessed? I certainly am because here I am in 2023. I am receiving a blessing from Abraham's obedience. Because of his obedience, his lineage came Jesus, Jesus of Nazareth, my Savior, who died and rose again. It's the ultimate blessing. And it's our turn. I want to talk specifically about how. How do we move from being blessed to being a blessing? How do we adjust that goal? Because I think we have blessed goals, right? Maybe it is a nice vacation or a new home or promotion at work. Like those things aren't that hard to think of. And I don't think they're bad things to want either, unless those are the destination instead of just maybe a stop along the way. So I think today we need to upgrade our goals, a blessing goal. So maybe we need to talk about what could that, what could that look like could it be that you start to give a regular percentage of your income to some of these nonprofits? Maybe you already do that, so could you up 1% over the next year? 
Maybe a blessing goal is for you to start serving in your community. Not just this once a year, but throughout the year. Maybe you begin to prioritize your relationships and you invest time in the people around you that need you. And maybe that's not quite what you're ready for. Maybe you're not ready to start there. So I have some other ideas for you today. Because you've heard us talk about Outside the Walls now for three weeks in a row. We have these five local partnerships. These organizations have been vetted. We know what they do with their resources and finances, and we support their mission. We have Children's Hunger Fund. You heard my husband Cameron talk about earlier. They seek to deliver hope through the local church. We support Embrace Texas. They seek to connect willing hands in Collin County to serve children in foster, adoptive, and kinship care. We serve Real Options, a pro-life pregnancy resource center that's been serving Collin County for over 30 years. We support Razor Elementary by providing one-on-one -on -one mentors for students in the school who have been identified by their teachers as needing a positive and encouraging influence of an adult in their life. And we support Shiloh Place, a two-year residential program for single moms and their children to provide them with education and skills needed to end the cycle of poverty. You can support all of these organizations. One very simple way is through your finances. This is the second year in a row that we have been pursuing a Clear the List initiative. So our goal this year is to receive 250 donations of $20. Last year our goal was $4,000 and we more than doubled that. This year our goal is $5,000 and we are very close to getting that. You don't get the final number till you show up December 3rd for donuts and the big reveal. So we're going to take this money and we are going to look at these three organizations. They have Amazon lists, Colin House, Shiloh Place, Real Options. Those funds go 100% to clear these lists. Last week, if you were here, Isaac challenged us to have 100% participation in giving to clear the list. And so that just means if you can give $2 or $200, we want everyone to give to Outside the Walls. You can do that directly in our app by choosing Clear the List. Dennis is going to be in the lobby today taking credit card swipes. If that is easier for you, we also have a giving box out there for checks, cash. We would love to clear these lists. And finances are important. We all know that money makes the world go round. But I think that's a first step. What I want to challenge you to do is take the next step and actually give of your time. And so we have two in-person serve opportunities for our church. At Real Options, we have adopted three expectant mothers. And what that means is that there is a list from Clear the List that all of the things on the list will ensure that these mothers have every single thing they're going to need for that baby for its first year of life. Real Options is encouraging mothers to choose life, and so we want to remove any barriers that might keep their mother from making that decision. And so on December 1st, 
That's a Friday night. I need two more people to sign up to go help organize and sort gifts. So if you are an introvert or you're not looking to make new friends, this is the serve for you. You're just going to go and do some manual labor, all right? On Saturday, though, we also need seven more people to help present these gifts to the women. We're going to have a few refreshments. All the gifts are going to be ready for them. We're looking for someone to pray with them, pray a prayer of blessing. And then I need muscle to literally move the gifts to the car. So if you can do either of those things, that is December 1st and 2nd. On December 9th, we are going to be at Children's Hunger Fund. In fact, when I took this job almost two years ago, one of my initiatives was to kind of look at our local missions partners. And so I literally just Googled nonprofit Christian organizations in Collin County. And Children's Hunger Fund came and I went on a tour and I met the people there. They're very kind and they just happened to kind of offhandedly comment that they were hiring. And my husband, who you met, had been looking for a job for months. And it's because of that appointment that we were able to connect. And so it's a very near and dear organization to my heart because it now supports my family. But I just am grateful to God for ordaining our paths of LifePoint, Children's Hunger Fund, and my family. And so I want you to show up and serve at Children's Hunger Fund on December 9th. This is an easy serve. We take all ages from little bitty to grown all abilities. If you need to sit, there are places that you can do that and still serve. If you can stand. Last year, we had about 60 people. Many of you in this room were there. You're in that photo. So this year, we want to exceed that number. Both of these opportunities are on our website. You can get to it through the app, but you can make a difference. And I think, you know, you can hear from me. You can hear from Cameron. Maybe you were here last week, you heard from Rithu and Debbie about their serving. But today, I want you to hear from someone who has been blessed by this organization, Real Options. Her name is Princess. She was the recipient of one of these baby showers that we are helping to host. And I'd like you to listen to her story. I was at my lowest point, I felt like, in life. Mentally, physically, I was not there. Um, when I walked into Rural Options, I just wanted to get rid of it, and I, I was in disbelief. Financially, I wasn't stable enough to even have a baby right now. But as Christy will say, you don't know when you're ready, and you don't know what God has in store for you. So. You know, don't be so hard on yourself. <laughs> it was a time that I was, what, almost six months pregnant. I was like, I'm, I'm just gonna go and get an abortion. In California, they do it up to five months. And at the time, I was five months. So just talking to her made me see something else. When someone starts to speak spiritually, they kind of change your mind about everything else. That's your mind is already made up until you get an abortion. And it opened my mind up more so when they started to speak to me and tell me about life and how special I am because at the time I felt like I was just not worthy of having a child. 
So I'm like, what am I gonna do of bringing this baby in? I'm not even ready, so why would I bring a baby into this world? But talking to someone that tells you you are worth it and he, the baby, he or she will be worth it makes you change your mind. The drive-through baby shower was <laughs> so overwhelming with happiness and joy. I was very happy because one of the main decisions why I wanted to have an abortion was because financially I wasn't ready and I didn't feel like, like what was I gonna do with the baby? It was gonna be another bill to me. So that experience just helped me a lot to show you that you know you have the support that you need. So when Real Options gave me the baby shower, it really made me like everything is gonna be okay. <laughs> Blessing um, my baby, he made me stronger through my pregnancy. I didn't give up on a lot of things I wanted to do. Um, and he motivates me. I Right now, I'm, I don't have my GED, but I'm going back and taking classes for my GED, and I want a better job, so I'm looking for better jobs, not just financially, but for him. He made me have patience to understand, <laughs> you know, hey, it's gonna be okay, take your time. I'm always in a rush. I love being a mother, it makes me, proud of myself to look forward to something every day and to know that um, I give life to someone else by taking care of them and, you know, encouraging them and helping them, feeding them. So it makes me happy to know that someone depends on me. Through this journey, what God taught me was to be strong and believe in him, um, to know that he he will bring angels to you to help you through what decisions that you want to make. Handrail Options was the angels that he sent to me. Being a blessing, it's a difference for the next generation. Did you notice she named her baby Blessing? You just don't know. You don't know the impact that you could have on someone when you choose to be a blessing. So we can decide today to, to be blessed, right? To climb the ladder of success. But we're not going to be satisfied until we choose to become a blessing. And you're not going to regret being a blessing. Because when you invest in the lives of others, your life is better. If you want your life to count, you want to make a difference, and you have to be willing to live in a way that is a blessing to others. So I just want to challenge you today to take your focus off of your ladder, your next rung, and instead focus on those around you and how you might be able to meet their needs. Don't just settle for being blessed. Be a blessing. Would you stand and let me pray for you? God, I think it can just be overwhelming sometimes to consider maybe where we are in life and the things that we thought would happen or wouldn't happen. And I think we get distracted and we take for granted the ways that you've blessed us. So I just ask today that you would move in our hearts as a church to move our focus into how we can be a blessing to Collin County, to those in need. There are so many in need around us. 
I pray that you would just help each of us to see how we can take the next step towards blessing others because we are grateful for what you've blessed us with. I thank you for your son. I thank you for our salvation. And I just pray for everyone in the room today, God, what they need from you, that you would move and stir in their hearts and minds, that you would comfort them, encourage them, that you would challenge them. I thank you for our LifePoint Church, this church family, and the ways you've blessed us, the way you have challenged us to move forward into destinations unknown, but with the promise of making a difference for the next generation. We thank you, God. In Jesus' name, amen.